0: Good evening, and welcome to Dan Bain's Sleepy Time Mumbles, a podcast you can miss. I am Dan Bain, and every episode I improvise a low stakes podcast that's for you to fall asleep to. Before we begin, this evening's episode, I'd like to take a moment to share some listener feedback from Apple Podcasts, United States of America edition. This piece of listener feedback comes from Lisa B232. Thanks for taking the time, Lisa Although perhaps I shouldn't thank you Until we've read the review Let's have a little look Works like a charm This is my go-to when I can't sleep Personally, I don't think the chimes are too bothersome Keep the sleepy time mumbles coming. Five golden stars. Well, thank you very much, Lisa B232. I'm glad to see that the controversy continues over the xylophone tones. I did adjust them. Despite the fact that I too, Lisa, did not find them particularly disturbing, more a priming kind of sound. I'm happy to listen to feedback. The controversy continues. Thank you for taking the time. And I mean it now, I'm not just saying that blindly if you'd like to mimic the impeccable behavior of Lisa B232 then you too can do that wherever you get this podcast by writing a little review and if it is kind and doesn't use swear words Or has some constructive thoughts, I'll probably read it. Thank you to everyone who has done so in the past. And I look forward to other people joining that exclusive club in the future. But not now. They can wait. For now, put down your phone, turn off your screens, close your eyes, now it's time to be mumbled, to sleep. Season 2, episode 16, Uneventful Reminiscences, Trains. I've spent a lot of time on trains, which is perhaps unusual as a New Zealander. national infrastructure of trains has been slowly reduced. So, while I do remember in my youth, traveling on the southerner from Christchurch to Dunedin to visit my grandparents, that passenger line has long since been disestablished. I also recall catching the train north from Christchurch to Wellington, heading on the scenic route up the coast from Christchurch to Picton, before disembarking and boarding the ferry. sure if this rail line still runs after the Kaikoura earthquake sequence. Perhaps it does, that would be nice. There are of course local passenger trains in both Auckland and Wellington, but Christchurch continues to resist the idea of a local train service instead concentrating on the primacy of the motor car celebrating the automobile as the best way to travel from Ashburton, Rolleston, or Hornby to the central city. And as such I've always had a degree of perhaps mistrust of trains. A mistrust that only comes from a lack of familiarity. My first significant train journey as an adult was from Sydney to Byron Bay. That's up the East Coast of Australia. Very pleasant journey, the majority of which I spent in a high state of anxiety because I wasn't sure how long the whole thing was going to take, nor could I find a route map. Also the next stop along the way from Byron Bay was where I actually wanted to go but I only had a ticket to Byron Bay so there too lay a degree of concern that possessed me for the a great deal of a very long journey. Australia is quite big, you see. And that was, should I go one further stop so as to arrive at my final destination rather than have to continue my journey the next day. In the end, I settled on Obedience to my ticket. Whether that was a better or worse idea, I don't know. I think I might have found it rather hard to find somewhere to stay in Mullumbimby at ten o'clock at night. Much less so than I did in Byron Bay which to be fair was still a mission I suppose the next significant experience I had on trains was navigating the New York subway system where I went the wrong way several times, just on the train going in the wrong direction. It's not a huge deal on a subway but it's always embarrassing and also sometimes it can be hard to get to the other platform without ...exiting the subway system. But the majority of my... ...train... ...faring and negotiating and travelling... ...has been in the United Kingdom... ...across the British Rail Service. My initial introduction to this service was less than ideal and perhaps coloured my experience of it for the next several years until I really felt that I had regained my confidence around it. So though there may be the slightest moments of low stakes tension in this story please know that nothing of consequence comes of it other than me feeling a bit stressed out for some of it but those moments passed relatively quickly. Here is the activity that I have been charged with. Complete this activity, Dan, as part of your employment. Fly from Christchurch. New Zealand to London in the United Kingdom via a collection of different stopover points mostly designed to save fare rather than create an efficiency of transport. Do that. When you arrive in London, board the Tube and travel to King's Cross Station. At King's Cross Station, exit the station and across the road you will see a post office go to that post office and there will be an envelope waiting for you in that envelope will be Ticket a train ticket from London to Wolverhampton. Pick up that ticket, catch the train to Wolverhampton. Then catch a cab, perhaps, to this accommodation. And then you will be done for the day. Have a little sleep. Now, the astute amongst you will perhaps note that there are a couple of points of overcomplication in the, this sequence of instructions that If the most successful plan is a simple plan, this particular one has several points of complication and where complication is introduced, so too the possibility for misadventure. That was the sequence I had been charged to complete. Let's see how well I did. I flew from Christchurch to London, fairly successfully. I am a confident flyer. I've done a lot of that, and international flying. I've done a lot of that in my time, not so much recently. As I live on quarantine island, none in, none out. Hmm. I flew successfully and arrived, collected my belongings and prepared to begin the next phase of the plan. And the next phase of the plan went remarkably well. I caught the train, I believe it was the tube, I think I chose that because it was cheaper, which seemed cunning. From Heathrow Airport to Kings Cross Station, you can catch a train, it's a little faster, But it's pricier. I sat on the tube. I arrived at the station. I got off the subway. I travelled out of the station. So far, so good. Everything according to plan. I am quite tired, though. It's a long way from New Zealand to London, even by the most efficient of routes. Nonetheless, there I was outside. Of Kings Cross Station, and what did I see straight out across the road? Why, a post office. How straightforward, I foolishly thought. This must be where I am to pick up my envelope. So, across the road I went into the post office, which was rather busy, it being about four o'clock in the afternoon, in central London. After some time in a queue, I was summoned to the counter. Good afternoon. I said, My name is Dan Bain, and there is an envelope for me here. I would like to pick it up. Oh no, said the man behind the counter. I don't think you understand how a post office works. You see, at the post office, you bring mail to us, and we send it somewhere else. And I said, indeed. I am aware of the basic function of the post office and how it works however I as I do not have a postal address here yet am requiring something to be posted to me have been told that it will be here for me to pick up oh I see said the gentleman I suppose I could check. Thank you. I replied and waited as he disappeared off into the background. In some short time he returned. There is nothing here for you. I had not expected this particular response. But there is. No, there isn't. Oh, I said, and then I had a thought. Is this, and here I said the address. For the post office that I had been given. I cannot remember it now. It was something, something road. At the time, though, I knew the words. And the gentleman said, No, this is not that. And it all made sense to me then. Oh, ha ha. How foolish of me. I have gone to the wrong post office, well, that simplifies things immensely, what a foolish fellow I am, please good sir, how would I get to there from your po-, to their post office, from this, your post office, ask someone on the way next. Fun. If one has ever been to London, you'll know how much the people of London absolutely hate being asked for directions. I know what you're thinking. Dan, why didn't you just look it up on Google Maps. My friend, I need you to cast your mind back to a time pre the ubiquity of smartphones. At that time I had a Motorola Razor, you know, that really thin flip phone and it was the business. However, while it did have some very very basic rudimentary internet capability, it certainly did not have access to Google Maps, so I was left to my own devices to try and find my way. Now I like to think I have a fairly good sense of urban pathfinding. Perhaps it is not as good now, but there was a time Spent a good amount of time in unfamiliar cities without the ability to refer to online real-time map software. So I got a good nose for them. I felt like I had a good chance of finding this place. I wandered a little, looking for clues. I knew it had to be near the station, so I didn't go too far. More I kind of tried to circle it to see where, if I could catch it. But it didn't seem right. The street that I eventually found, that had the right name, as I headed towards the number, The landscape began to change and become more residential. This didn't seem right. Eventually I arrived at the number. It was a liquor store. So, I didn't go in. There was a post office box outside it. You know, one of those British ones. The red kind of pole looking ones with the slot in it. But that... was not going to give me my tickets. By now it was starting to get dark and raining a little. Because, you know, it was Britain. I had to make some decisions. I decided that what I would do is I would just go and buy a ticket from London to Wolverhampton. How hard could that be? So I went back to King's Cross station, I stood in a line, I said, I would like to purchase a ticket from London to Wolverhampton, and the gentleman said that will be £60, which was quite a lot of money. allocated myself 200 pounds of money per week to pay for my expenses. You know, food, screens, and none of them made any sense or whatsoever. I couldn't correlate the information written on my ticket with any of the information that I could see on the screens. There seemed to be no connection between them at all. I went and got back in the line very aware that my train was about to depart in not that much time. And I'd bought a ticket for a specific train on account of it's cheaper. I waited in the line and went up to the man. Hello, I said, I just bought this. I have no idea how to use it. Ho oh, ho ho. Chuckled the man. This train doesn't depart from this station. It leaves from St. Euston. Euston? It may have even been St. Pancras. It was a different station. fiddle dee I said, how would I get there? Should I get the tube? No, no, said the gentleman. It's a ten minute walk. Just follow the signs. Okay, I giggled, trying not to have a breakdown. I'll do that. So then, I walked through the city following tiny little signs that marked the next train station until I arrived at the next train station. I found the platform, but the train on it seemed to be a wrong train. Hello, I said to the man. Does this train go to Wolverhampton? No he said it goes to Birmingham oh i said and he walked away and got on the train but i hadn't finished asking him questions so i walked along the outside of the train as he walked along the inside eventually he came out again hello i said i was meant i was told to come to this platform but How do I get How do I get To Wolverhampton And he said Oh You get on this train And you change At Birmingham For the Wolverhampton train Oh I said I didn't know So I got on the train And I sat there And I Was feeling a bit sad I didn't put my bag in the luggage compartment because I was too worried someone would steal it. I clutched it. I also didn't know how long the journey would take. It's quite a while from London to Birmingham, but I didn't know that. And I couldn't find a route, so I spent the whole time anticipating that the next stop would be my stop, which was exhausting. And I finally arrived at Birmingham, and I changed to my train successfully. I was sitting on it. There were ages to go. It was, only, it was going to depart in like 10 minutes. I'd made it with plenty of time. I sat on the train. And on this trip, I felt much more confident. I'd kind of worked out how it all fit together now. Someone asked me a question and I told them the answer and I was confident that I was right I arrived at Wolverhampton and got in a cab take me to this place I said the cab driver looked at me weird what? and I said yes you heard me so the cab driver drove me around in a circle and charged me two pounds because the hotel was pretty much right next to the station. That was... Episode 16 of Season 2 of Sleepy Time Mumbles Uneventful Reminiscences Trains. Sleepy Time Mumbles is produced by Noost Octopus Co. and is created and presented by me, Dan Bane. We'd love it if we heard from you. But until next time, good night. Sleep tight.